Hello, and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. The newest owner of the Nashville Predators shows interest in the MLB team coming to Nashville. Google Fiber announces their next moves to the Nashville area. Plus, it's not only a new fiscal year in Tennessee, but July 1st is also the day many new Tennessee laws come into effect. On today's episode, we'll talk about which ones you should know about. But before we get into all of the new laws, Stuart, how many? 50, 51? Uh, 50. Uh, they repeat two of them, so, but 50, 50 new laws. So before uh, we do that, if you are thinking Nashville, then you already know what time it is. It's time to think Brad. If you're thinking Nashville, think Brad. Brad Reynolds, we're excited uh, next week to have him on the show. He's a Nashville based realtor, he's closing in on $200 million in sales. You know how well you have to know Nashville to do that. That is Brad. Um, he knows Nashville like nobody else. You can reach out to Brad at thinkbrad.com. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Think Brad is putting out new videos all the time and follow him on Instagram at Brad underscore Reynolds underscore Nashville. If you're thinking Nashville, think Brad. The, the giveaway that we're doing with, with Brad is absolutely amazing. Uh, we'll be announcing that on Tuesday's episode. So if you're looking for an awesome giveaway for an awesome piece of something, uh, you need to make sure to enter this giveaway. Let's talk about the MLB for a second. A few weeks ago, we came out with an episode of whether Nashville will be getting a Major League Baseball team. And we were really upset that the Nashville Stars haven't really done anything in the last year or so. But that may all be changing here in the future. Well, and it's not... This is the, that's the weird thing. We don't know if Nashville, the, the Nashville Stars have done anything or not because they're not talking about, you know, they're talking about a lot of other things, but the chances of a new MLB team coming into uh, Nashville. A lot of other entities are talking. The Nashville Stars are pretty quiet. There may be a lot beh uh, happening behind the scenes, but we don't know. Also, if it sounds like we're on AirPods, we are. Uh, so thanks for sticking with us today. We're doing some mobile recording and uh and and but uh we're excited to still be able to uh come to you nonetheless great thing about the digital world now so let's talk about a baseball getting out of the digital world uh into this so uh since we've last talked about talked about this i've been to an mlb game i was up in st louis and saw the the uh, cardinals uh play and man it was absolutely exciting i i was just sitting there thinking about how awesome this would be if this was in Nashville. So we, we have another glimpse of this kind of conversation happening. It's not from the the National Stars. It's from Bill Haslam, our former governor here in Tennessee. And he's talking about uh, ownership because he just became right now a minority, you know, working up to majority owner of the Nashville Predators. And uh, somebody rightly prompted him about the MLB and its relationship in Nashville. Another thing, this is coming from the Nashville Business Journal. It says, former Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam isn't prepared to take other professional sports team investments off the table, even as he prepares to become majority owner of the Nashville Predators. And that's what he told the Nashville Business Journal. Nashvilleians pushing for a Major League Baseball team have referenced Haslam as the key player needed to get the effort off the ground. We've, we've talked to you. You can go back and listen into our archives and when we talked about all of this we have a lot of key players in this already and for them to say 
that he would unlock that other special something, that's pretty cool. So the Business Journal goes on to say, uh, when asked if he still had an interest in an MLB team investment, Haslam's answer kept the door opened, but pointed out the long road to get there. He said in a quote, I think Major League Baseball makes sense for Nashville, of course. There are a couple of big problems to be solved. A, you have to get a team, and that's not easy. I, I think both of these are the easy things. Then B, you have to get a stadium. <laughs> I think I think these are the I think these are the easy things. The team is the hardest. A lot of teams I think want to come to Nashville, but logistically and in a lot of interests probably want to keep them in their home city. Uh, he says compare that to this opportunity where you have a really good lease in place, you have a really good team in place with a great track record. Uh, Globe Life Field built for the Texas Rangers in 2020 cost around 1.2 billion dollars and even the the stadium that i was at bush stadium in st louis is a newer stadium as well 1.2 billion not as bad as uh, what we are seeing for the price tag of a new stadium for the <laughs> titans um so very interesting there haslam admitted he'd be surprised if there was not a major league baseball team in national in the next 15 years very much more of a realistic timeline i think than the 2025 goal for the Nashville Stars. Uh, the Haslam family also, just of note, according to the National Business Journal, owned minor league base owned a minor league baseball team, the Tennessee Smokies, before selling it in 2013. So, Aaron, what are your thoughts on him saying 15 years? It's I know you just said that that's what you agree with, but I think there could be a team here at 10. I honestly do. Well, it's one of those things, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? We can't build a stadium without a team uh, coming here. We can't just in hopes of it because it'd be wasted land space that could go to the East Bank, could go to other spaces because Nashville's market is so hot. There's plenty of other chances for what land could go for. And so you really need a team to say yes and a stadium to say yes, and, and you know na that's what the National Stars are doing. They're trying to line those things up perfectly, which is a very, very tough thing to do. Uh, so according to the Stars website, funding is not really an issue that they're worried about. Um, and, and so it's, it's really that A part that Haslam said, which is finding a team. And we hear whispers about teams all the time, uh, but somebody's got to give. Somebody is going to give. It just depends on how long it's going to be. I guarantee you the National Stars or somebody is actively recruiting these other teams to uh, to make the jump. And uh, I'm excited to see who it is uh, because I know that they're going to do a lot better here at Nashville, no matter who it is. Well, so on Monday's episode, we're actually going to be talking about the East Bank, and there may be some more updates on a possible location that a stadium may be going. But you have to wait until Monday to find that out. And uh, if you have an internet provider and you're like, man, I, I want the fastest internet in Nashville. Well, we thought Nashville would have had this internet provided throughout the entire county at this point, but that is not true. Uh, I've literally have requested multiple times for this internet provider, and that's uh, Google, uh, basically Google Fiber Services coming into my neighborhood. I, I think I've requested every month or so. And it's still not in my neighborhood, but it's going down to Rutherford County in Smyrna. This is very interesting. I thought Google Fiber's journey in Nashville was done, finished, finito. Uh, after their debacle with the uh, the power lines and everything, I thought they had had enough in Nashville. 
Uh, if you don't know what that is, essentially, uh, Google Fiber was tired of all of the competition on the power lines to get there yep. uh, in lawsuits, and it was getting very expensive for them to be able AT&T to sue them yeah. multiple times. Yep. Yeah, it's getting very expensive for them to produce a product here in Nashville. Google Fiber's in a lot of places in Nashville, um, but I, I really, I, I thought this was the last, I didn't think we'd hear about Google Fiber expanding anymore because of those issues. And maybe why this is why they're moving south a little bit. Uh, they're going down to Smyrna, uh, according to News Channel 5, um, and it was announced pretty recently. Smyrna will be the first surrounding area uh, in the state outside of Nashville to have access to this service. Constructed Construction, excuse me, is expected to begin the end of this year. And by 2023, residents and small businesses should be able to gain access to the network. And we have a link in here to the News Channel 5 article. You can sign up at googlefiber.com to find out if you have availability. The, the one thing, people are probably like, you know, what's the separator between Google Fiber, AT&T, and Comcast? They all have fiber services. So I personally have Google Fiber at my location. The one difference is uh, uh, data caps with AT&T and Comcast. In, unless you get a business line, uh, from them, if you're just a resident, but you're putting out a lot of data or streaming in a lot of data, AT&T and Comcast, they both have data caps. Google Fiber is the only internet service in town that has truly unlimited data as part of their network. And they currently have kind of matched Comcast and AT&T with two terabytes down data. Uh, so pretty significant for that, for Smyrna residents to have it. Definitely makes another selling point. If you got a house or something in Smyrna, your value just went up with Google Fiber coming in. I wonder if it's because the infrastructure in Smyrna was more intentionally planned than Nashville. Probably uh, because it's newer. Has, it's newer. Yeah. yeah. Smyrna has double lane roads throughout the city. Nashville has single lane roads throughout the city on the main corridors. And at and so, probably not to trying to sue them out the wazoo for them to be down there. They probably took yeah. a while to figure out which, which city they could go to for that not to happen. It would be really interesting to see what fiber line they ran for the Vanderbilt project on I-24 or the Autobahn, because uh, you and I were passing it the other day, and they're installing fiber, and we're like, oh, yeah, this all has to run on fiber. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. It's it's an expensive thing to do. It's not a light thing to do. Um, all right. So, Stuart, let's, let's, let's get out of the, the Google Fiber Network. Let's go to some delicious coffee network. I see you went to Caliber recently. Um, how was your experience there? It's been it's been a week or so since I've been, so I've missed it. Yeah, so I had the uh, Smoky Mountain Cold Brew, uh, which Ooh. is always great. And then I also had their uh, Breakfast Sammy with bacon. So it's a uh, wheat toast, I believe, with eggs, bacon, and cheese. So just a great breakfast sandwich. Um, uh, I'm jealous. Then... I'm, doing, I'm doing keto now, so I'm so jealous of well, these carbs. Well, under keto, having. I think you could eat this. Is it, uh, yeah, a, a, squash. a squash. I can make some, uh, some I, squash. Uh, I went to the Franklin's Farmer's Market recently, last weekend, and that thing was insane. I thought Nashville's was busy, but Franklin is absolutely crazy. I also got this spaghetti squash. Nice. Eat this sucker up. But, uh, yeah, the Franklin, so I basically had the breakfast sandwich on the way to the Franklin Farmer's Market, so it was just a good car sandwich. All right, well, we have to get a, a shout-out to our sponsor, Blessed Day Coffee. Um, if you are stuck at home or if you work from home or if you're just tired of being out in 
the heat. You just don't want to get out. Your car is reading 106 on the dash when you get out, and you don't want to mess with that. You know you can stay inside, and you're going to do that, and you want some fresh local coffee delivered to your door. You can do that with Blessed Day Coffee. And with our discount of XPLR20, you can take 20% off of this coffee and delivery is free if you're in the Nashville area. So head over to blessedaycoffee.com. They have some of the most fresh and sustainable coffee here in town. And uh, you're not doing yourselves any favor by not visiting and not checking out what they have. Uh, Stuart makes the cold brew. I make the hot stuff. We both love it and highly recommend it and take that discount. You can see that discount in the show notes. You can head over to there. Head over to nashvilledailypodcast.com. You can see them there on the sponsors page as well. Go check them out, blessedaycoffee.com. All right, so it is July 1st here in Tennessee and nationwide, worldwide, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> only in Nashville. Only in Nashville. Only in July Nashville is it July 1st. Uh, so that's a very significant date for the state of Tennessee and the city of Nashville. So both the fiscal year for the city of Nashville and Tennessee start today. But another really cool thing that happens is there's new laws that also start today. And these are fully in effect as of today. So if you're doing if you're breaking these laws or some of these things, <laughs> you can get arrested in different ways. Uh, so two episodes ago, we just talked about Nashville's budget, and that was near near three billion dollars. But the state of Tennessee's budget's a little bit more significant. It's $52.8 billion. And that's the fiscal budget for the state of Tennessee from 2022 to 2023. Yep. It starts July 1st, ends June 30th. So we're going to talk about all 50. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about some a lot of, of laws. It's a lot of laws. We're going to be talking about some that may be pretty significant here that uh, were, were uh, legislated now July 1st. They are laws. So let's talk about one that was very interesting. This is the removal of license plate registration fee. Temporarily. So from July 1st of 2022 today to June 30th of next year, so only this fiscal year, Tennesseans will not have to pay the state's annual license plate registration fee of $23.75. So that will, you know, take your Nashville bill of, you know, $100 and take it maybe down to $80. I don't know exactly what it is at this point. Um, but there is a financial relief measure that will only benefit Tennesseans um, and not out-of-state residents who shop and do business in Tennessee. So that's pretty cool. All right, so another one is going to be found in education, and this is expanding human trafficking training in schools. A new law will require all school employees to be trained to detect and prevent human trafficking of children. Previously, only teachers were required to take the training under this new law, or per all personnel that aren't contractors, including bus drivers, janitors, or cafeteria workers, will be required to undergo the same human traffic training as teachers every three years. Wow. I mean, uh, I think that's bus drivers, cafeteria workers, janitors. They're they're sometimes seeing these students just as much. So I think that is. Uh, and the, the training's not cool. too bad. The training's not too bad. It's only forty five minutes to an hour. So yeah, that's fantastic. Not too bad. Um, ensuring fairness in girls' sports through K twelve, the General Assembly approved a new law to enforce legislation passed last year that prohibits biological males from participating in girls' sports in public K-12 education institutions. The new law requires the Tennessee Department of Education to withhold a portion of state funds from public, middle, or high schools that fail or refuse to uphold state law and instead allow biological males to compete in girls' sports at public K-12 schools. 
All right, the next one is taking action against abortion agency. Ag oh, not, not Andre Agassi. It's uh, taking action against abortion advocacy in public schools. So a new law prohibits an LEA or public charter school seeking assistance in teaching family life from knowingly entering into an agreement with a person or entity that performs abortions, induces abortions, provides abortion referrals, or provides funding, advocacy, or other support for abortions. So, you know, you can't have anybody who associates with that coming in to teach inside of schools or give a presentation or anything like that. All right, another one in education is establishing a 10-point grading scale for Tennessee schools to align with neighboring That's states. That's going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, to align with neighboring states, the General Assembly approved legislation to establish a 10-point grading scale for grades 9 through 12 in schools statewide. Tennessee is currently a, on a 7-point grading scale uh, starting with the 2022 to 2023 school year and thereafter the A letter so it's basically just your numbers. So they're going yeah. from a seven-point grading scale to a ten-point grading scale. Yep. So it'll read just like just like uh, school. Your A is a ninety to hundred, B A eighty nine, etc. Um, so just lowering the threshold of what like an A or B or C can be um, there as well. All right. So the next one is truth and sensitive. Truth and sensitive. Oh my gosh, I'm struggling today. Uh, this one's really interesting. So. Uh, to protect victims of crime and provide true accountability for those who commit crimes, a new law requires a person convicted of certain offenses to serve 100% of the sentence imposed before becoming eligible for release. Uh, it's so, making it one yeah. of the strictest um, things to serve in the United States. You have to serve yeah. basically your full time for certain crimes. Yeah, that's... Uh... The eight offenses include attempted first-degree murder, second-degree murder, vehicular homicide, especially aggravated kidnapping. It says the word especially in both of these next ones, especially aggravated robbery, carjacking, and especially uh, aggravated burglary. So, um, you know, they still have other privileges. They can earn a GED or get job training on site, uh, but they will serve 100 percent of the sentence uh, that is imposed on them so that way you know no early release in there uh, so the next one is it's, it's basically kind of the same thing increasing transparency and sensitivity under a new law victims and their families will be better informed about how much time an offender will serve at the time of sentencing uh, it requires all Tennessee courts to place on the record the estimated number of years and months to be served before a criminal is eligible for parole there you go. Okay. Um, so the next one that we are going to uh, talk about, there's so many on here, increasing penalties for boating under the influence. I think this is, uh, uh, I mean, Tennessee has a lot of waterways, so good to know about this one. True. Uh, they say to help t keep Tennessee waterways safe, a new law increases penalties for boating under the influence called Nichols Law. It makes boating under the influence conviction equal to that of driving under the influence for purpose of determining whether the offender is a repeat offender. In other words, if someone is convicted of boating under the, under the influence and is later convicted of driving under the influence, they could be punished the same as if they were guilty of two DUIs. Makes sense. That's expensive, folks. Uh, that's a $100,000 <laughs> fine. Uh, oh. The third DUI, you go to jail. So I believe the first DUI in Tennessee is $10,000 plus Ooh. 30 days in prison. I believe the second DUI in Tennessee right now 
is a $100,000 or $50,000 fine to a $100,000 fine with up to one year in prison or jail. Uh, and the third DUI, you're going to, you're, you, you can't cross go, you're, you're going to jail for, <laughs> I think it's a minimum of five years, maybe 10 years. Wow. I have to look up the exact numbers, but it's, it's pretty, uh, just don't drink and drive. That's or yeah, boat and drive. Yeah. Just don't, don't drink and do, do anything. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, they're they're also cracking down on drive-by shootings. If uh, twenty twenty-one uh, taught you anything, okay. it was uh, it was uh, drive-by shootings are. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to say this uh, without being unsensitive. Uh, it happened a lot here in Nashville specifically, uh, but with this law to impose stricter penalties on criminals who engage in drive-by shootings, a new law requires that a person convicted of aggravated assault that involved the use or display of a deadly weapon be punished one classification higher than otherwise provided by law if the violation was committed by discharging a firearm from within a motor vehicle, which it's one of those things we just, uh, it was happening so often in Nashville, it seems like it has settled a little bit. 2021 was a weird time for that here in in Nashville. And so uh, they're making the, the penalties stricter for those who discharge firearm from a motor vehicle. Another law that's really interesting is expanding the definition of unlawful photography to protect the privacy of individuals. A new law expands the definition of unlawful photography. The offense previously applied to situations in which a person knowingly photographs somebody without consent and the photograph is used for purposes of sexual arousal or gratification. Okay. So, yep, that is in there as well. Uh, making sure that we don't have to read all 15 of those in there. There's a COVID-19 visitation law. A new law ensures that those who live in a nursing home and assisted living facilities will be allowed to have visitors in end-of-life situations, even during a public health emergency for COVID-19. Uh, so that is in there as well. All right, so we're going to scroll down a little bit. This one's really interesting. Uh, increasing transparency and accountability to campaign finance. To provide more sunshine to campaign operations, a new law will require state candidates to report all expenditures, regardless of the amount and all contribu uh, contributions over $100. It allows for unautomized contributions up to 100 So you can give somebody a mug but you can't give them a hundred dollar <laughs> mug. Uh, however, um, all right. So if anyone makes more than 2000, you still have to claim that. Okay. So it's just about a lot more transparency with campaign finances. Yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, um, yeah, probably all fan, I, I probably just needs to, everything needs to be on the record for every bit of a campaign finance. Um, yep. so I guess they're just, they're just moving one step closer uh, to that. There's a, a law in the uh, consumer protection section in this thing. And, and again, if you want to review these, this is in the show notes. So make sure you go and check these out if you want to read more, because there's a ton we're leaving out. Uh, but there is a section called residential blasting, and that's to address neighborhood concerns about residential blasting. Uh, a lot of construction here in Nashville and Tennessee. A new law updates blasting requirements, including adding safety processes and protocols. The new law will lower vibrations, increase communications with the public, cleanup and removal standards that have been uh, on the books since 1975. So a couple things there that just need to be updated. Yeah, I think that one came with uh, a lot of concerns that happened in Hermitage. Uh, I think it was about six months ago or so. They were doing blasting 
near the quarry in Hermitage and rocks ended up blowing out of the quarry into people's homes. And I think like 12 or 15 homes are damaged. So that's probably where that wall came from or that change in the wall. Um, so that's really interesting. Uh, the next one we're going to talk about is down under energy and energy infrastructure. Uh, so this is protecting critical energy infrastructure to ensure Tennessee's energy infrastructure can support the state's economic demands for reliable and affordable fuel. A new law prevents local governments from blocking the development of such infrastructure while preserving local zoning authority. The law applies to storage tanks, pipelines, gas transmission lines, and other infrastructure critical to the fuel, the economy, and meet transportation and manufacturing needs. So, for example, this is saying that if Tennessee says, okay, this entity can build a pipeline and it go, it's going through Alabama, through Tennessee, up to Kentucky, uh, a, a local entity such as Nashville or Knoxville or something like that can't say you can't build in this county or this city. And so the state uh, will overrule the, uh, the, the local infrastructure yes. or the, the local entity in that situation. Yeah, I think there was um, there was a pipeline being built in Brentwood, and I believe it's one of the main pipelines that connects into Nashville. Uh, and there was a lot of debates uh, between Nashville and Brentwood of where exactly this pipeline should go. So that's probably where that law ultimately came from. That makes sense. And uh, just have to mention, this is one that I really didn't expect to be in the books, but. Here we are, and Stuart, you'll you'll kind of just fill in the gaps after this to say you know why we have this uh, under under the law. But this is the law. I don't know exactly what it's called, but the, the title says "Standing Up for Israel." A new law. I think that's the name of the law. Uh, that makes sense. A new law yeah. prohibits a public entity from entering into a contract with a company. Uh, I guess maybe a private a private uh, company unless the contract includes a written certification that the company is not currently and will not for the duration of the contract be engaged in a boycott of Israel. It includes an exemption for contracts with a total value less than $250,000 and contractors with fewer than 10 employees. So where does that come from, Stuart? Uh, so there's been a lot of conversation uh, conversations nationwide about um, – an ice cream brand called Ben and Jerry's boycotting Israel. And there has been a lot of debate with that. And there was a huge wall change in Florida basically saying, hey, we stand with Israel. So probably all of that controversy that's been happening nationwide with these huge companies that have contracts with some of these state entities, um, that's where it ultimately came from. It's probably everything that happened with between Ben and Jerry's and Florida uh, also, that's why they probably passed the law here. So, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, so, those are some of the laws. Definitely not all of them. We probably skipped sixty to sixty-five percent of these laws in here. So, if this interests you, head over to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com and check out the links in there. And uh, we are, we are, uh, you know, this is something we do every year. July first, new laws on the books. We always yeah, talk. January first, July first. They always yeah, have two January first laws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is that um, is very true. So let us know um, yeah. for tomorrow or like it's it's uh, tomorrow Saturday. Today? We'll see you tomorrow on Monday. Saturday. So we'll see you on Monday. Let us know what law stood out to you as uh, 
as either very interesting. You may want to go check the link out. There's something about uh, wake surfing, something about earwax removal that we didn't even talk about. So some interesting stuff still left in there. Uh, so go check it out for yourself. Thanks for listening, you guys, and we will see you on Monday. for listening to Nashville Daily. To learn more about today's episode, visit NashvilleDailyPodcast.com and to stay connected, head to our Discord and you can find the link at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com slash connect. Nashville Daily is now offering tours. If you'd like to take a tour of downtown Nashville, head to the link in the show notes or find out more details at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore.Nash production, copyright 2022.